Hazardous Opinions. I'm Eric. There's Andy. Hello. Today we are covering The Matrix Reloaded, the second installment of The Matrix series. This is an action sci-fi that was made in 2003. Yeah, this one was once again recorded by the Wachowski siblings, uh, starring pretty much our same main cast with Hugo Weaving, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, and Keanu Reeves, all fulfilling their same roles as in our original Matrix. Consists of a pretty similar-ish story to the first one. We're still kind of going against the machines. We continue right off from the first movie, where the machines are coming to Zion to destroy it and get rid of the last of humanity. So Neo and the rest of the crew have to go along a journey. They find the Oracle, get directed to the Keymaster, who then brings them to the Architect, and Neo has to make an important decision about the future of mankind. And then we uh, end the movie with us coming back to life from love and uh, a Superman flying scene, just in a reverse order from the first one. Yep, pretty much. This movie delves more into the prophecy that was foretold by whoever. I mean, Morpheus was the pretty much the only one that truly believed in the prophecy. I don't know where he got the information from, but uh, yeah, that's I mean, they're kind of drilling the point home with this one explaining, you know, how fate in the system decides what you're going to do and there's nothing you can do to change it and uh neo attempts to change the outcome of the fate of zion in this film but overall it's a good movie i'd i'd rate it a solid eight yeah i uh i think i enjoyed this movie slightly more than the first one so i'll put it just a few decimal points past whatever my grade was for the first one. I think I, I did an eight ish for the first one. So we'll do like an eight, three or an eight, four for this pretty, pretty good movie. Yeah. Uh, the action scenes in this one are definitely better. I can't exactly say why I think they're just, um, they're just more fun to look at and they feel more involved with the world. But I think the choreography is still pretty damn on point in this movie. They definitely bump it up a notch with this movie compared to the last one, because uh, there's just a lot more going on instead of guns and kung fu. Like there's uh, some scenes on here where they're like on a highway jumping between cars and stuff, which is yeah. really cool. And um, yeah, uh, I did notice the choreography of the fighting uh, seemed a bit uh, slowed down a little bit in some parts anyways, but I guess for the most part it it was kind of the same, but they did, uh, you know, they added a lot more uh, CGI and a lot of cool tactics to make uh, these fight scenes be bigger than uh, they were in the last one too. Yeah. They felt more expansive into the world in this one rather than kind of behind closed doors fights. Yeah, I did like that they took the proper progression from the first movie and we're not repeating uh, people getting downloaded information 
we're just assuming that hey neo's a badass and we're just yep. gonna get right into the fun we don't have to repeat anything from the first movie they just expect that hey you've watched it now we're getting into the continuation of the story yeah and i guess goes to show for the character itself like he's like been in the world a while like with these new newfound powers that he has so he pretty much mastered the game at this point and uh he's using him in every way to you know further his success in reaching the goals of saving zion instead of like in the first one where he's like trying to get the grasp of his skills like he has the skills in this one so now it's like now it's the mission yeah it's uh it's matrix reloaded but it's not uh not the same as the last one though there is just as much leather as as the first movie tons of leather very very like early 2000s thing i feel yeah (laughs) i don't think i see anyone wear leather anymore other than bikers and dominatrix people yeah and i was thinking about that too as i was watching it like all the people all the the rebels i guess the people that are awakened from the system apart from the matrix like they seem to just always wear sunglasses and some type of leather in the matrix and i'm not sure exactly why that's the case Maybe they just got to stand out since they are apart from the crowd. Yeah, I feel like it's it's probably just a stylistic choice of the time. So I feel like I can't think of any other specific movies, but like Catwoman, I think wore lots of wet weather in like the early 2000s one. But I don't think her modern adaptations do. Just it was a time of leather back then, I guess. It was the time of leather. Uh, we do finally get to see Zion in this movie that's been talked up for the last five hours of screen time. Yeah. And it's uh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't much impressed by it, I guess. I I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting like a locust caves underground. <laughs> I mean, it's a city underground. Yeah. You know, pretty much in hiding against... I mean, from the machines. So they, uh, I, it kind of looked like they converted like this huge, like nuclear power plant or something converted it into a city. Yeah. It looks like a huge, like missile silo. And, uh, they just started digging into the walls to make rooms and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know exactly how long they've been building this city, but, it being set so far into the future. I don't know. Cause apparently it had to have been like hundreds of years. Yeah. It's very interesting. Cause they like have all the futuristic stuff. Like they have all the power plants and all these robots underneath doing for them, which is pretty ironic that they're fighting machines and still uh, relying on them for their daily living as well. Yeah. But they kind of they comment on that as well. But during the dance party, rave thing (laughs) you can see like when they pan across some of the big shots of people dancing there's just like lava pits or um like molten ore or something burning in some of the cracks and people are like dancing around it and like jagged rocks and yeah it's an interesting area it is 
it's got to be pretty heated down there. So I don't know if they uh, they dug so far underground that they kind of got like heat vents going into the city, keeping them yeah. warm or something. That's why no one's wearing any clothes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like right at the bottom of the Earth's crust. <laughs> yeah, that whole party scene is very weird, by the way. It's like like rave music and then just it's very sexualized and yeah i don't know i like uh i I get i think they're trying to like make it a whole sexy like oh we're about to go to war we might die gotta fall in love with people type of thing but it just came off really weird it did just it just didn't date well i guess no i had the same thing uh i was sitting there watching that scene i'm like this has gone on for a while (laughs) it's like it doesn't go too long after you notice like okay it's it's been a minute and then it ends, but it just goes just long enough to make you realize, okay, like, yeah, I get this whole part here. We, <laughs> we don't have to do all this. You know, like you have, uh, I can't remember the name of anyone else in the crew. What's the other guy, the operator that's in this one? Oh yeah. Is that vector? Is that a different guy? I forget his name as well. Anyways, the operator guy link his link yeah that's what it was yeah and his girl i liked him by the way he's in lost he's a good actor yeah he's he's good he was grinding with his girl on the dance floor for quite a while and then it keeps cutting back to neo uh slowly thrusting in trinity <laughs> and like yep. all the while while this like weird techno music is playing and yeah it's very entrancing scene but like very I don't know, out of place in modern culture, I guess. Long enough to make you notice that it's long, but not long enough to make <laughs> you annoyed. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's perfectly put. I, uh, I think I could have done with just one cut to Keanu thrusting into Trinity and her making faces rather than... I think yeah. cut back like three different times. Yeah, I know. It's... Uh, yeah, it's those sex scenes that like, I'd rather have like a sex scene that like gets you the gist of like what's happening. Like, okay, yeah, they're having sex, but then they just like really get into it. Then it's just, <laughs> it gets kind of weird at that point because yeah. it is a movie and like, I didn't like, I just need to get what's going on. I don't need to see everything that's going on here. Yep, exactly. There is uh, one thing in this movie. Like I noticed Link was from Lost. This, I know this movie is like back in, Oh three, so all these actors, of course, want to do bigger things. But yeah. there's a whole lot of like TV stars in this movie. Links, I think it's his cousin or nephew or niece, one of his family member, the one he's niece. not sleeping with. That was yeah. uh, the older woman that walks out. She was the, I think she's the girl in suits. There's another character. I just kept noticing like so many TV stars in this, and of course Lawrence Fishburne and. Um, Keanu and Weaving all became bigger actors as well. You know, I feel like in Hollywood, it's just kind of luck of the draw of what you can get into and what you can't because it's ultimately not up to you. And I think that's like the worst part about Hollywood is that it doesn't matter how good you are. It's if if Hollywood wants you to be in something, then you'll be in something. You'll be great and famous. But like other than that, like it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and you can't really, I guess you can sometimes with a script, but 
it feels like a lot of people don't really know the potential of movies when they're seeing just a script. Like you see all these big name actors that turn down roles that turn out to be huge. And it's like, I don't know. You never know what, what next role is going to, you know, just absolutely blow up. Yeah. You never know. Uh, you'll see one actor in this, uh, TV show that you've seen however long ago. And next thing you know, they're an A-list actor. Yep, exactly. So I end up finding these, um, TV actors. I just want to call off their names, get them some, uh, shout outs. Jada Pinkett Smith. Of course, uh, Will Smith's wife was in this. I didn't even really notice. So I looked at the credits kind of just blended in as a uh, captain Nairobi Niobe. Gina Torres in this as well. She's the the one I was thinking of. She's from Suits. She plays kind of like the main uh, attorney in that one. Okay. She's a pretty good actor. She's a very small role in this. I think we've seen her for like 30 seconds. Well, which one is her? She was the uh, the older black lady that gave the guy from Lost and his girl some spare time alone. Link? Yeah. Yep. The one. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about then. Yeah. She was she was in like the the one scene. And then there's uh Harry Lennox as well, who's from uh, Blacklist. So a lot of people that are in these like really long shows that were in this. Very interesting to see them in like other roles. Usually when you have those really long running TV shows, like an actor just has to dedicate their lives to, to being that actor. Yep. Then they're known as that actor throughout Hollywood. Yeah. Which isn't a, a bad gig. Like I was looking at some people's payroll for suits and some people were making like upwards of six figures an episode. Like damn it's good money. I guess being on those kind of TV shows, they're successful. Yeah, uh, I know that uh, the actors from uh, Friends are making like millions every year off of royalties. Jesus. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. That's a little insane. Yeah. It was uh, Meghan Markle who was in Suits. She's now the... um, She's a princess. Uh, She was making like 50,000 per episode. Like... (laughs) <laughs> and she wasn't even like one of the main characters. She was in most episodes, but she was more of a like one of the side characters. Yeah, and that's a lot of money to like it show is. up for one episode. So you do twenty episodes, or I think they're sixteen episode seasons for the year. Like, damn, you got eight hundred thousand dollars for the year just for recording like sixteen episodes. Yeah, it's that's kind good, of insane. Good fucking paycheck. Yeah. Should have been an actor. Should have been an actor. Absolutely no acting chops. <laughs> but anyways, back to Matrix. There's there's a lot of really good cast in this, even though this movie kind of took place before any of them were too big. I think some of them had some career starting, but... Yeah, that's for sure. Like, like we were mentioning earlier, we got to see Zion a little bit in this movie, and I wasn't very, I guess, impressed with it. I don't know what I was expecting, but... Uh, <laughs> When they, when the Nebuchadnezzar first flies in to Zion, we get this really long scene of them opening and then closing the doors. For some reason, there's like all these. Oh, we're allowing you in. Come in this yeah. door. 
<laughs> yeah, they had a whole uh, control room. I, I I'm pretty sure it was in the Matrix. So they're like controlling their doors and stuff in like an office that's in the Matrix. I that's mean, that's what, what I'm guessing because, like. like, I don't know how else you can make that kind of room, especially you know it being so contrast from the rest of the how the rest of Zion is like pure white. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. And they had um, they had a little mech as the door was closing. This guy had a machine gunner. They're like, stand down. It's our ship. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like overly dramatic, and the. Uh, the CGI for the mech looked not great. Like, I know this was back in 03, so of course it's not going to live up to today's standards, but it reminded me of very PS2 era graphics. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of made me chuckle a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with the CGI of the, the mechs, but those mechs are pretty, pretty fucking cool. You'll see a lot more of those in the third one. But oh, yeah. yeah, so far... Like just seeing that one, like they they have some pretty cool uh, tricks up their sleeve and how they operate and stuff. So they're pretty cool. Yeah, R- reminds me of the mix that we saw in uh, Avatar, kind of. Oh, Except yeah, they're they not a very open front frame. Yeah, Except this one yeah didn't have glass. Uh, I'm very excited to see more humans actually do any- anything other than the the small crew, right of our of our main ship that's got much smaller since the first one. Like they cut a lot of their crew since most of them died. Yeah. Uh, they just didn't replace them except for link. Yeah. And that's part of why, uh, link's wife was so like worried about him going on that mission because, uh, apparently that ship just has bad luck with people dying in it. <laughs> well, the way they make it seem, they're one of the only ships that ever leaves. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I don't know if, you know, Morpheus is just a crazy captain that just runs into danger. I mean, that seems to be the case, doesn't it? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just bad luck with people dying on that ship. Yeah. One thing I would like to see more in these movies, and, and maybe it'll appear in the third, is actually what they do before they met Neo, like when they're going to rescue these people, like what are they doing? Are they just going and unplugging those pods that we see in the first movie? Uh, I'd just like to see, I guess, more of that, of how they're recruiting more people for Zion. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd definitely like to see, like, if the fourth movie wasn't, like, so bad, like, I could, like, if that was instead, like, a prequel, I feel like that would have been a lot better in that case. Yeah. Yeah, that could be cool. Like how they recruited some of the crew for the uh, the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, or even like a an origin story for Morpheus or something, and how he started this whole coalition, or how he discovered the prophecy or something. I think that would be really yeah. cool. Because right yeah. now we don't know where he got that information from, but he just believes it, you know, till the day he dies. Well, it, his beliefs get kind of shook in this movie, but well, yeah, he's going around telling everybody like he's the one he's gonna save us all and i just want to know where he got all that from
So I really like this battle between the Merovingian with the uh, the twins and all their uh, little goonies and uh, Neo and stuff when they finally catch the Keymaster and they're trying to rescue him. Then it leads to the the ghost twins kind of chasing Trinity and Morpheus while Neo kind of does all this badass shit with different weapons fighting uh, the rest of the goons. When they first get to that one place with uh, the French guy, would you say his name was? Uh, the Merovingian. The Merovingian. Yeah. Yeah. That's, he's a weird guy. Uh, yeah. I don't the, know the if girl like... orgasm over cake. <laughs> yeah. And um, she goes to the bathroom and then he goes to follow her or whatever. And uh, his wife helps out the crew to go find the key master. And she uses a key to open it up and it turns into like goes into this huge mansion. But like it wasn't like a mansion. I guess it was more like like a, a monk place or something. I don't know. It ends up being like in the middle of the mountains. Because when yeah. he doesn't have the when Neo's trying to get out and uh, he doesn't have the key to go back to wherever they were. Like it ends up being like somewhere out in the mountains, yep, just on the mountains, you know, since they gave us the data of, they said, I think they're like 500 miles away is what link said. Yeah. I bet someone did the math of how long that battle takes to calculate how fast Neo flies. Yeah. I'm sure somebody did somebody out there is like, yeah, you want to know how fast Neo can fly? Uh, it's, <laughs> Faster than the speed of light or something. Yeah, he's a plot convenience speed where you can rescue them just at the very last nick oh, of time. Yeah. When he was like flying through the city to rescue uh, Trinity, like there was just, I thought it was funny whenever it cut to him like flying through the city because there was like cars like <laughs> floating in the air cha- yeah. after him. And he was, he was going like, so fast, he was just destroying gravity. Yeah, he was just blowing up the windows next to him too. And it was like warping the the whole windows, like it was like waves going up them. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of gave me a um, CW flash reminder. It's yeah, like, I've never gone this fast before. Like, gotta go as faster than I've ever been. Yep. And, and he does it. You could probably do the Superman thing where he goes around the Earth a million times in the opposite direction, just starts making time yeah. go by. <laughs> or time go backwards. You you just got to put your arms in front of you more forcefully. It'll go faster. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. The wonderful, I guess not necessarily power of love. He pulls the bullet out of her chest. Yeah. That, that reminded of me of, of uh, Star Wars where <laughs> he just like, well, did something like that happen in Star Wars or just like, No. Uh, I can't recall. I'm thinking of the force healing or something, but like he actually just like stuck his hand into her code and grabbed the bullet out. Yep. But we see different, um, different shots of what his view is. I don't know if it's like this a hundred percent of the time, but he's able to see like the code of uh, like everything in the matrix. They, that was one question I had. I forgot to write that down. How do people actually see the Matrix? Is it looking like a normal world for us? Or are they, are they also seeing a normal world? Or are they seeing all the code? Because when it flashes back to Link in his operator area, he's just looking at code on the table. Yep. He's like, oh my god, look at that. 
And I'm like, how? What? Yeah. How do you understand any of that? <laughs> yeah. Has to be crazy because. Well, and then what you're asking, like, I'm pretty sure everybody that's not like, maybe it's just Neo that sees code in the Matrix. Uh, I'm assuming everybody else sees what we normally see because before he got, you know, uh, I guess uh, recruited by by Morpheus and stuff like he was just living a normal life. I don't think he would have thought otherwise. So I think that's yeah. the point. But like once he was like awakened, I guess now he sees everything in code. I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't know. Interesting. One of those things you don't really think about too much in the movie. You just got to enjoy all the fun action and I don't know. I feel like if you dig too much into the matrix, you could find plot holes galore. Just oh, one yeah. of those ones where it's really good, um, good ideas that it presents. Obviously not ever going to be foolproof. Yeah. I mean, it like, it is more fiction than science fiction. I would say, mm. you know, I guess it is possible. I mean, I don't know where they got this statistic from i heard somewhere that scientists say that there's a 50 percent chance that we are in a simulation right now (laughs) and i don't know where they came up with that probability but uh yeah because there's only two options we either are or we aren't so it's 50 50 exactly so (laughs) i did like i don't know what could lower the odds or raise the odds that we're in a simulation based off everything that's happened so far Mm. In all my study of philosophy, there's nothing. No, you, you can't prove it either way. You can't prove it. I mean, if it's 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 faith based. Yeah, faith based. I really like the meeting with the architect. I feel like it kind of mirrors the previous meeting with the oracle as well, in, in the same movie, uh, where they talk about like oh, I already know what you're going to say. Yeah, but it. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's a weird, like weird view on predestination. And like, can you actually change that? Like the architect already knew what he was going to choose and he well, used it anyways. The thing is, the whole thing is, is the, uh, the predictability and all that stuff. It's like, it's all prophesized and the whole, um, thing with, uh, with the architect, I mean, the architect is a program. So obviously all he, all he does is think in like systems and predictability. So mm-hmm. basically with, I mean, I guess, spoiler alert, with Zion being destroyed six times already, and this is, or no, five times already, this is the sixth time. And he yeah. is the sixth, the one per se in this prophecy. Yep. If he that's the case... Uh... He said he was faster than the rest or something like that as well. Yeah. I mean, then the only, uh, the only variable that he was able to not figure out was, uh, hope, hope being the only variable, but he gave him a choice between saving Trinity or saving Zion. I don't know what have been in, what would have been in the other door. Did he just go back straight back to Zion and, fight off he the said, machines or something. I thought he said the other door was restarting the cycle again. Oh. Because if he oh, went to yeah. save Trinity, he Zion choose... would get destroyed and humanity would fall again. Yeah, he would go in the other door 
and he would uh, choose, choose five this. people to stay alive yeah, after is, uh, Zion is destroyed. Was it like seven women and 12 men or something like that? You pick this like many that. people to get to uh, come back into the new Zion and we'll just run the cycle again. Yeah. But like it's, it's this whole thing on, on like systems and shit like that. Like it's a system. I mean, the Matrix is a system. The Oracle and the Architect are both programs in the system, along with like Agent Smith and stuff like that. Which I have another question about Agent Smith. So he, remember in the last episode in the first Matrix, you were at, wondering if the agents were different people? Yeah. Yeah. Like different programs. Yeah. And you did see in this in this one that they are different. Yeah. Agent Smith became like a, it's like he got knocked off his course of his normal programming from. Yeah. And he started being able to assimilate, I guess. Yeah. He's like a, almost like a virus, I guess. Yeah. Virus. That'd be a, uh, that's, (laughs) that's a good comparison. Actually. Speaking of his, his virus powers as well. For one, like, Always, of course, every movie, they got to be so slow about taking over. Yeah. He saves Morpheus at the last second and et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I really like the uh, the battle right after the uh, discussion with the Oracle where there's like a thousand Smiths. Yep. And there's just a it's just a big CGI fest of fucking Neo whacking people at the bar, kicking everyone. Yeah. It's really fun to watch. It goes on for like maybe three minutes too long, but yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It- it's a really fun scene. And um, one thing I did notice is that Neo's punches must be like super powerful because remember when he, he's like, he'll punch them and then they'll just go flying across the room. I guess this, is, this isn't anything new to Matrix. I mean, it seems to be always the case where somebody gets kicked or punched. They'll go flying across the room. But it seemed like in this that he was like, fighting so many of them that they all just like start flying out of the way as soon as he touches them. That's what it started looking like. And then there would be some points where I actually saw, I heard a point where it was like bowling pins sound. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think I remember that. Yeah. I think he throws the bar at them and then <laughs> they go down like bowling pins. Yeah. Uh, I still don't really understand for sure uh, Neo's power differential with other programs. Uh, so he takes on normal programs. Okay. The twins are a little bit stronger. And then there's like the programmer who uh, works with the Oracle. Yeah. It was very easily like matching Neo. So, like, I don't fully understand the whole symbiosis, I guess, of the different programs and the power levels. Yeah. And like what that actually means in terms of program, because it's not like actually fighting skills. It's like superior code or whatever. That could be it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because in some like in one instance, we get to see Neo just absolutely destroying Agent Smith. And then, you know, he fights Seraph and like it's pretty even battle. So I don't know. Yeah, because it's. Like in real life, it'd be, you know, like your actual just physical prowess and your your fighting skills. But I just don't know what to gauge it off in the Matrix. And is 
you know, improving, getting better. I, I, don't, I don't really know. It like is hard to tell. Decide to fight him. It, why, why is the architect let him choose even? Right. Unless he just really didn't care which option he chose, because maybe it leads back to the same thing, anyways. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe the architect has, you know, like immunity code, like he can no clip <laughs> and shit. Yeah. I don't know. Just snaps and deletes him. Yeah. But the obviously they, they don't they don't want to delete Neo because, as they said, like they intentionally leave Neo in or a one yeah. in the code because they tried perfect utopia. They tried other stuff and just didn't work. Hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It makes me wonder, like, uh, why do they want Obviously, okay, so the machines want humans alive because they use them as power, power for banks. their machines. Yeah. So why do they come and destroy Zion if that's the case? They they just got to restart after they get to a certain population. Do like a whole culling. And then are they finding those people and just putting them back in pods? Yeah, I wonder how that whole process that goes. That is a good question. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they do come in. It's like a harvest and they like uh, kill them. But then they, if they're not well, alive, if they, kill them, it they can't really use them for power. Matter. Or do they, do they abduct them? It's like, I don't know. But I, I think from, from the first movie, at least it's a very small fraction of people that they have that are in Zion. Like they have just tons of people in pods. So I don't know if they even really need those people. Oh, who knows? I feel like there's so many questions you could like dive in into this world, and uh, I should probably not dig too much into it, I guess, until I watch the third. There's probably going to be some answers there, but I don't know. There's it's a it's a world and a uh, like ideas that aren't really widely covered in other movies. Yeah, it's a interesting medium in uh, the sci-fi universe. Yeah, like even to this day, I can't think of many examples of movies that really rise to the level of Matrix for, you'd call it a Matrix now because they, they kind of started the the term, I guess, for like the, the simulation. Yeah, there's not very many movies that delve into simulation theory. Was, I mean, I, I think there's a couple uh, Black Mirror episodes that kind of touch on it. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of that too. There's... Yeah, there's a couple movies. I think I don't know. There's some that touch on concepts of it. Like there's um, I think the one Tom Cruise one, like Oblivion or something like that. I guess that's not even really simulation. They just mass clone people. But yeah, that's that's a bit different. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like there's not really. I suppose if there were like a uh, a simulation movie, I guess. It'd be kind of hard to not like say it's copy copy paste of the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I feel like there's always ways you could do it different, and I'm probably just blanking right now. I'm sure there was good good simulation movies out there. Yeah, they're probably out there. We just haven't seen them yet. Yeah, I don't know. I enjoy the movie despite my hundreds of questions for it. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those movies that you just. Questions to ponder, I guess. Indeed. So, any other cool scenes that you liked in the movie? 
I mean, to be fair, there wasn't like a whole lot of action sequences in this one compared to the last one. Yeah, there's the uh, there's the highway fight that's all kind of like in the same thing as with the Merovingian fight. Yeah. That seems that's probably like the longest action sequence in the movie. Yeah. I guess another action sequence would be you know Neo breaking out of that uh architect building and flying across <laughs> the whole country to save Trinity. No, I did I did like that they were semi realistic with the um the keymaster keymaker dying. Usually it's like oh no they closed a thing just in time but one bullet got through and pierced him in an important area. No, he turned around. Yeah. There was like eight bullet holes in his chest. He, he was <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that made sense with how many bullets were coming through that door. I, I kind of like that little detail. Yeah. Uh, I didn't feel like this one was as creepy as the first one, though. Even the takeovers from the new Agent Smith guy, whatever you'd call him, just didn't seem as creepy. No, Agent Smith in this one seems to be more out for blood. I mean, in the first one, like he seemed more mysterious and, you know, a scary guy or whatever. But, you know, after seeing him get like seeing a thousand of them get beat by Neo, <laughs> like you're not afraid of him anymore. He's just after you. Yeah, he's just endless, though. Yeah, I think that was his whole vibe, though. Like he's I guess the creepiest part about him is that he's actually like growing in numbers. Yeah. I'm sure that will acclimate. I mean, to there was like in the end. there had to been at least like 50 of them out on that playground. Yeah, and they just kept coming and coming. And they kept coming. Yeah, I like uh, the old school, but like not how Agent Smith like assimilates people, but like the other agent, uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, where he just kind of like phased into him. Is that what you mean? Yeah. No, like, uh, like he he'll take over people in the general area. Like you saw it a lot in the in the highway scene, where you know you take over the guy that's driving the truck or people that are driving cars and stuff. Yeah, or the cops. Yeah, that's like he uh, like just overwrites them. Yeah, they just kind of make some weird faces right before they switch. Like their whole face gets all distorted and it stretches out. Yeah. I definitely feel like this movie is a lot more light than the first one. Whereas the first one was very yeah. like, dark and gritty and like, oh no, humanity's like over. This one felt a lot more hopeful, I guess. That's probably their, their yeah. intention since the hope is kind of a through line message here as well. Yeah, this one's definitely lighter. Uh, it does get a lot darker in the third one. But yeah, this one is like the whole thing is, you know, war is mounting and you know, we got to find a way to save Zion and shit like that. We didn't actually see, you know, the invasion of Zion. That's in the third one. Yep. But yeah, it's this. This is like one of those movies like the first one was a setup, but like you kind of got the gist of it. or you, you did get the gist of it. And now this one is like another setup to the last movie. Yeah, you really take a step back and I was looking at it. I'm like, I don't think they really accomplished much in this movie. They did not. Neo, I think after his talk with the architect, he was more in tune with the program. 
it seemed mm. like uh, when the drones came to destroy the uh, Nebuchadnezzar when they were in those caves, he's like, wait, something's different. I can like, I can <laughs> feel them. And then he just, he just holds up his hand and then they like spasm yeah. and then die. I thought, I thought that was crazy. So I think that's hinting that he's a, he's going to be a little more powerful in the next one. Yeah. He's just gaining power. Yeah. They're basically trying to find a way to, stop the the mainframe but the mainframe got blew up i don't know if that's i mean the architect place that blew up so i don't I thought know that was like outside the door though i didn't think uh it probably was inside the yeah thing was fine because it was like a door to somewhere else i don't know but i guess he did bust it off the hinges but yeah i guess yeah. we'll see more in the next one there it's pretty much all i have on on matrix 2 yeah, that's all I got too. Yeah. Good movie, but it is a setup movie. So Indeed. So there'll be a to be concluded. Yes, to be concluded. There'll be more in the third, which we're I think hoping to uh get done this year as well. Actually finish yep. up the trilogy. Yeah. You been uh watching anything fun lately? The other night I watched a Batman movie, The Doom that came to Gotham. It's like uh, it's Batman, but he's it's set in the 1930s where he uh, like he's dealing with like cultists. It's like cosmic horror stuff. Yeah, but it's like Batman investigating right it release. and stuff. So it, it was really good. Good movie. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that one out. What about you? Uh, I haven't watched any new movies since since Fargo. Been just kind of just binging TV shows, uh, bouncing around a little bit. Lincoln Lawyer season, yeah, the Lincoln Lawyer season two came out. Uh, Witcher season three came out. Oh yeah, and been just watching through Suits as well. So I've been busy with TV shows. Season three, I, I think that's only the first half too. I think uh, the second yeah. half is coming out later this year. But I mean, so far yep. season three is pretty good. Yeah, it looked pretty fucking awesome. I barely started it, but it's looking good. Yeah, I'm excited for a lot of stuff coming later this year. Uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie both just released. I'm playing to both. See both of those if I can. You, you want to watch get... Barbie? Yeah, it looks pretty fun. I like Ryan Gosling, and I, I don't think he would take the role if it was something silly. I feel like there's going to be something bigger in the movie. Yeah. Was that Margot Robbie as Barbie? Yeah. I just feel like it's it's the kind of casting that just makes me feel like there's something more than just a... I don't know. Maybe it's just a lighthearted um, family movie. But I, I feel like there's something more in there. I haven't heard too much about it yet. Yeah. I, since it just came I out. I want to watch uh, Oppenheimer, too. I've heard that's good. Yeah. It looks very good. I had a friend that just seen it and... He said it was worth watching. Yeah. Next month or next. Yeah. Next month already. Holy shit. Summer's going fast. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, jumping into one of my picks. Uh, this was one I discovered a year or two ago and fell in love with the movie. It's a Indian flick called and had Hoon. I think I pronounced that right. Uh, it's a 2018 movie. It's, this guy who's 
blind, but not actually blind. And he's a piano player and kind of just kind of gets himself into hijinks with his faking of being blind. It's a really good movie that just surprised the hell out of me and up being very good. So he's kind of like trying to be like real Ray Charles. Yeah, he thinks like his talent itself isn't going to get him anywhere. So, you know, being blind, obviously adds to your like fame if you're doing something amazing like that yeah huh yeah i suppose he needed a a gimmick (laughs) for his uh, career (laughs) but yeah that sounds good i'm excited to see it yeah it's and for those that are going to be watching ahead with us it's a mixture of english hindi so watch with subtitles but most of the movie you'll understand outright they they flop back and forth between the languages. Okay, so but yeah, very excited for that one. All right, yeah. So if you guys want to send us any recommendations for good movies that you think we should watch, or what you guys think of Barbie and Oppenheimer, two very uh, parallel movies coming out here, just send us an email at hazardousopinionspod at gmail dot com, or we're also on. Instagram at Hazardous Opinions Pod, and we have a link in the description if you can join our Discord and chat with us. Yep. All we have about simulation talk today. Yeah. Stay woke. Realize you're in a simulation and you need to wake up. This is your message to wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Alrighty. See you guys. See ya.